Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Be your not alone. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. If this is your very first time, we just want to pause for a second and welcome you. God is definitely the God of the hills and the valleys, and we are never alone. And I think sometimes when we are in our valley moment or our valley experience, we think God has forgotten us, and God has not forgotten us. He is so intentional with us and he is the one that causes us to get to the mountaintop. And even when we are in the valley, he is with us. He is with us. He is with us. He is with us. He is for us. He is not against us. So even when we're in a valley experience or our driest places, guess what? God is with us. And we need to remember that his grace is sufficient enough my god lord we thank you for the hills we thank you for the valleys we thank you for the mountains we thank you father god for even our trials father even our missteps father for we know you are with us and we know that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. This morning, I wanna pause for just a second and lift up single mothers. Um, It is a task and not like you are um, done with it or over it or um, like you're burdened to the point that you wanna give up, but it is an extra, I guess, burden or a heaviness sometimes that comes with being a single mom. And because being a single mom has become so normal in our society, we just kind of shuck it off, right? Or we try to figure out why the person is single. And it doesn't matter why they are a single mom. It doesn't matter what the circumstance is. The, the issue is now that in the thick of it, they're a single mom, right? In the thick of it. And if they don't have a huge support, if they don't have a lot of resources, being a single mother can become overwhelming. And when I am saying single mom, I am saying there is no co-parent. If you've got a healthy co-parent, you not saying that that makes you a less a single mom, but if you got a partnership, if you got a relationship, if you got some support in there, I want you to rejoice and be strengthened in the fact that you have some support, that you have some love. If you're a single parent, I'm not just talking about a single mom, I'm talking about a single dad. You might be a single dad, friends who are single dads. I want to lift up my single dads as well, right? I want to lift up my single moms and I want to lift up to my, my single dads, right? And I'm hoping this morning that you get fresh perspective and understanding that God is with you. And if we are praying for single moms and dads today, right, then um, we are, that's something that's on God's heart, right? For you to be a single parent or a single mom and then praying for you to get clarity and fresh perspective. And that even though you may not have a co-parent, right, that you have that you understand that God is your co-parent and that you are really not alone. Like you are really not alone and that you make sure that you submit your status of being a single parent to God. Like you submit the status to being the single parent to God, but it is, it can be overwhelming. It can be, um, and, and this environment that we're in with the pandemic, um, if your resources are lacked, Uh, People have been saying you need to keep all you need to keep your kids home. Well, if you're a single parent who can't work from home, how do you leave your babies at home to tend for yourself, tend to their selves? Like, how do you leave your kids at home to tend to yourselves if you don't have a support system? So there's so much. And I don't want you to, I don't want you to spend time caring about how you got single. I want you to spend time knowing that God heard your heart this morning and that we're going to pray for you and that we're going to lift you up this morning. I know what it's like to be a single mom. I, 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 I know what it's like to be a single mom, right? Um, and I know that in this season right now. Right. And so 
Check for those of y'all that are not check on your, if your kids are out the house. Check on your single mamas around. See if they're OK. See if they're um, see if they need something. My God, see if they need a break. Um, ask, can you babysit? Watch the kids like any of that. Just check in on them. That's what kingdom does. Kingdom checks on the people that are around them to make sure that they're OK. We don't become just consumed in our life and consumed in our process. Right. So I just want to lift them up and I want you guys to stand in faith and agreement. Father God, for every single parent that's out there, Lord God, the resources are available to them, Lord, that they have the school supplies, Lord, that they're able to make a sound decision, Lord God, that they have the support that they need in this season, Lord God. Father, they forgive themselves in their singleness, Lord God, that um, you become their one true resource. Father God, and that they learn to co-parent with you. Send them relief, Daddy God. My God, send them relief, Father God. Send them everything they need in this season, Lord God. Father, we thank you that you are raising up fathers and that you are raising up mothers, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, for family households. We thank you, Lord God and cast down strife. We cast down the spirit of dissensions and contentions and lewdness, Lord God, and crudeness and anything that could be coming against their household. Father God, I'm asking you to give them eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord God, so that they trust you more. Do not let them lean into their own understanding, Father God. Show them that being in this season that they're in, that it's not impossible open up doors, provide opportunities for them. Father God, Lord God, I, Lord, I also want to lift the elderly up today. Father God, I thank you, Father God, for those that are elderly and live alone. Lord God, I thank you. You are strengthening them. Lord God, I thank you, Father God. You are building a support system for them and that there are people to check on them. Lord God, I thank you, Father God, that their latter days are their best days, that they are in full faculty in good mental health, that they are strengthened according to your purpose. And even if they're in retirement, Lord God, that they, they don't think it retirement means the end of life. Provide for them the support they need. Lord, let us be more sensitive to to our community, to those around us, Lord God. Let us gain fresh perspective, Lord God. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. We just lift up single parents and the elderly before you this morning, Lord God, Father God, and we pray, Father, for those that are widowed, Lord God, my God, that you just stand for them, Lord God, that you are close to those that are brokenhearted. You are close to the widow, Lord God, and that there's even words set aside, Father God, for taking care of the widows, Lord God. So we thank you, Father God, that every resource that every widow need is being met and that they lack nothing, Lord God. We thank you for school clothes. We thank you for food in their fridge. We thank you, Father God, even for adequate transportation, Father. If they don't have good transportation, if they need a bigger car, if they need a better car, Lord, we thank you that you're opening doors to brand new cars and that they're debt free, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that whatever mountain has been standing in their way and hindering their processes, we drive out those forces of darkness. We drive out those mountains right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you are so full of compassion, so tender hearted towards us, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, that you are so tender hearted towards us, that you think of us, Father God. Lord God, we thank you, Father God, for healing this morning. We thank you, Father God, that anyone that is in poor health, that they are in good health and that every fiber tissue cell in their body aligns with the word of God, that you were already bruised for their iniquity, chastised for their peace, Father, and by their stripes, they are healed. We drive out every force of darkness, anything that has been trying to entangle or yoke them with darkness. We drive those back to the pits of hell from which they came. We thank you, Father God, for peace. We thank you for joy. We thank you for strength. Father God, we thank you that your grace is enough. That your grace is enough, Lord God, that they find sufficiency in your grace. We plead the blood of Jesus over this nation, our president, 
Father God, over the Senate, over the House of Representatives, Lord God. We pray, plead the blood of Jesus over our homes, over our cars, over this ministry, over this devotional. We thank you, Father God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every devil is defeated. Father God, we cast all our cares on you because you care for us. We thank you for peace. We thank you for strength. We thank you for grace. We thank you for love. We thank you for joy, Father God. My God, in the name of Jesus, my God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you, Lord God. Strengthen your people today, O oh Lord. My God, strengthen them, Lord God. Fresh grace, fresh anointing. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord God. Let us be so sensitive to your voice. Let us be mindful of you in all things. Lord, we bless you. We praise you. We magnify you and we glorify you in Jesus name. I'm going to read this over you, but I also want to put perspective in your face. I just for a second, I was meditating on something this morning. And God was showing me how we can get so caught up in ourselves that we lose sight of what God is saying to us to connect and do for others. Right. And we'll be complaining about our job when somebody has no job. Right. Or we'll be complaining about our spouse when someone has no spouse. Right. Like so just when the enemy comes in to put you in a spirit of complaining, he's trying to distract you because usually if we're in a situation of complaint, we're not in position for anybody else. And God called us to serve the kingdom. And it is so easy to get distracted. I was just meditating on this morning. I was like, Lord, we lose perspective. Like we'll be complaining about an ingrown toenail. And I'm not saying it's not in painful when somebody else is about to lose their whole foot, right? Like somebody about to lose their whole foot. And one of the things that I was being reminded of is that God takes care of us daily. And if all my needs are met today, right? If all my needs are met today, if I have shelter, if I have clothing, if I have what I need and my need is being met today, right? If he's giving me my daily portion, if I'm in pretty good health, if everything that I have is being met today, then why am I complaining? <laughs> why would I be, uh, what do, what, and the little things that are trying to drive in and stir us up and cause dissension and, and cause us to fall off those little things that are trying to get to us, we got to reset ourselves and put ourselves back in a position and say, you know what, Lord, let me focus in. I was just meditating on that. I said, it is so easy to start saying, oh my God, or I don't have this much money in my bank account, or I don't have enough food, but I got food for today, right? Or I got extra, or I got what I need. It is so easy for us to be consumed in what we don't have or what, when, when, when really there's some real life issues going around. And if we'll be honest, some of us have been caught up in worse issues than the issue we're in now, right? In worse circumstance than the circumstance that we're in now. And so we just got to make sure we remind ourselves and how we do that is we stay grateful. We stay thankful. I was thinking about something coming future and God was reminding me this day, give you this day, your daily bread. Do you have your daily bread this day? Do you have everything you need this day? Right? That's good. Tammy, making sure we're practicing the present and staying in the moment because when we let our mind or our thoughts or whatever go beyond that and we don't stay in the moment, we don't enjoy the moment, right? We don't enjoy this. We're not enjoying this perspective. And so when you find yourself consumed by something else, yes, by thinking of someone else, somebody else needs you today. Somebody needs you today. Somebody needs your encouragement today. Someone needs to experience your love today, right? When, when I'm when I'm praying for people sometimes and they have presenting issues, every time I intercede for somebody, it just makes me way more grateful. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't have problems. Not that I don't have problems. It's like, oh my God, right? We'll be complaining about our house and we got a house, right? At least we got a house. Might not be the best house. It might not be the best situation. But at this moment, I have shelter because I have people who pray to me all the time. 
I'm losing my home or I'm losing my shelter. I got an eviction notice. So let's just let's just stay in that reminding ourselves. And the way that you stay in that, you make a decision. You make a decision that I'm going to stay grateful. And you know what grateful becomes? Grateful becomes a force field. It becomes a force field. It becomes a wall. Like it's like when the enemy comes in like the flood and your gratitude is up, he'll stop talking to you about dumb stuff because he'll be reminded, you know what? He or she is going to say, stay grateful in every situation, right? Lord, I thank you. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I praise you. When the enemy started talking to you about lack, Lord, I thank you. I have everything that I need for today, right? Staying in, making a decision that I'm going to be grateful, making a decision that I'm going to be in this present moment, making a decision that I'm going to stay steadfast in what God has called me. Because when I don't, then what's happening is somebody else who needs me is not getting what they need because my whole focus is on me. Right. And and it's not that you don't need prayers, but all the prayers shouldn't always be going to you. Right. Or all the like we ought to be spreading ourselves out attacking the enemy, lifting each other up. So I just, I was meditating. I was like, we can get so lost in ourselves that we forget about each other, or we can get so consumed in our current situation that we forget about our neighbor next door, that we're not pausing to check on people, to love on people. And sometimes we get so, well, I ain't got nothing to give nobody. You got love, you got attention, you got time to give somebody. Um, when people's check on me and be like, do you need anything? It does everything. Or when people say I'm praying for your strength for me, it means everything. When people are sensitive to the voice of the Lord and they're like, you know what? Let me do this for you without asking. It means absolutely everything. And if you begin to position yourself, yes, yes. Where you intercede for others, where your focus is so on kingdom, God will begin to take care of absolutely everything else you need. He, he'll take care of every, he'll think about everything else you need. If he said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and everything else is going to be added to you. He tells us in Matthew, what are you worried over? Don't worry about clothes. Don't worry about food. You're worth more to me than the birds of the air. And they have something to eat every day and they neither sow nor reap. Right. And if I got seed in the ground, I just need to be knowing that my, I got to have an expectation that my harvest is coming in. So let's just, that was on my mind this morning. I'm like, we get so off perspective, right? And and sometimes people around you will be going through stuff and you don't even know that they're going through it. You don't even you don't even know that they're going through it. You don't have to pray for it a lot of times. Melissa, he told you just to expect it. Expect, expect that I'm going to take care of you. Expect that I'm going to feed you. Expect that I'm going to clothe you. Expect that I'm going to love you. Expect you are supposed to be expecting God to be provider, expecting him to be shield, expecting him. And the only way that we can expect him to do that is when we lose perspective. And the only way that we lose perspective right? is because we take our eyes off him and we put our eyes on other things, right? Keep me in the moment, daddy God. Keep me in the moment. Keep me where my eyes are set on you. My ears can hear you at all times. Keep me in the moment. Like keep me in the moment, in this moment, in this moment. Keep me in the moment. My God, keep me in the moment so that I can be used for your glory. Remember, that's one of the things when I share with you that we pray over ourselves, Lord, use me for your glory today. And he can, even in your worst situation, you can be used for your glory. Stop thinking God can't use you. You got to have a platform to be used and all that other stuff. You don't have to have a platform to be used. You ain't got to have no, it ain't got to be all on Facebook. It's the secret things, right? That God honors anyway. It's the things that you do beyond the scene. If you begin to pray and bless, pray God to bless others. That's the power of agreement. Lord bless them. Just start praying for households. Ask God to bless them. Don't try to figure out their situation and whether or not 
of they've, they've been living their life, right? No, Lord, just bless them. Provide their needs. Give them jobs. Start thinking of the households in your neighborhood. Bless them, Lord God. Bless them, Lord. Bless their ministry. Strengthen them, Lord God. Healing. Just start thinking of people and ask the Lord to bless them. Just bless them, Lord God. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them, Lord God. Bless them. Bless them. Pray, pray a blessing over their household, right? He said he'll never see the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. But let's change our perspective, right? Instead of lacking, you don't lack anything because you have all things in Jesus. That was just my own personal, like I don't lack, like I need to be mindful that at all times, <laughs> I will bless the Lord at all times. Let your praise continuously be in my mouth. I could be homeless. I could be hungry. I could be sick. I could be dead. I wouldn't be here with you anyway. Right. I could be all of these things. And I'm not, I'm sitting right here on my couch in the comfort of my own home. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I want to read Psalms 23 over you in the amplified version of the Bible. And then we'll get in the word. It just says the Lord is my shepherd to feed to God and to shield me. I shall not want. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still and quiet waters. He refreshes and restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I'm going to fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide, guide, they comfort and console me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You've anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord and the presence of the Lord forever. Lord God, we thank you. We are forever in your presence. We thank you, Father God, that we are mindful of you today in everything, Lord God, that we will be anchored in truth, Lord God, that we will be anchored, Father God, and the reality of who you are, Lord God. We drive out every spirit of fear. We drive out every spirit of fear, Father God, everything that has had us fearful, Father God, everything that has had us bound, Lord God, we drive out every spirit of fear, every spirit of darkness, Lord God, we drive it out right now in Jesus name. We glorify you. We magnify you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. There's a commentary note I want to read to that. It's a, another scripture and that's Ezekiel, the 34th and the 11th verse. And it says, for thus says the Lord God, behold, my, I myself will search for my flock and seek them out as a shepherd cares for his sheep on that day that he is among his scattered flock. So I will care for my sheep and I will rescue you them from all the places to which they are scattered on a cloudy, gloomy day. I will bring them out of the nations and gather them from the countries and bring them to their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the streams and in all the inhabited places of the land. I will feed them in a good pasture and their grazing ground will be on the mountain heights of Israel. There they will lie down on good grazing ground and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock. I will let them lie down to rest, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost and bring back the scattered, bandage the crippled and strengthen the weak and the sick. But I will destroy the fat and strong who become hard hearted and perverse. I will feed them with judgment and punishment. And as for you, my flock, thus says the Lord, behold, I judge between one sheep and another, between the rams and the male goats, between the righteous and the unrighteous. Is it too little a thing for you that you, the unrighteous ones who are well fed, feed in the best pasture, yet you must trample down with your feet of wickedness the rest of your pastures, or that you drink clear still water, yet you must muddy with your feet of wickedness the rest of the water. As for my flock, the righteous, they must feed on what you trample with your feet and drink what, what you muddy with your feet. Therefore, thus says the Lord to them, Behold, I myself will judge between the well-fed fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you push with side and shoulder and gore with your horns all those that have become weak and sick until they have scattered them away. Therefore, I will rescue my flock and they shall no longer be prey 
and I will judge between one sheep, ungodly and another godly. Then I will appoint them one shepherd and he will feed them a ruler like my servant David. He will feed and be their shepherd and I, the Lord, will be their God and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will make a covenant of peace with them and will eliminate the predatory animals from the land so that they may live securely in the wilderness and sleep safely in the woods. I will make them and the places around my hill, Jerusalem, a blessing, and I will make showers come down in their season. There will be abundant showers of blessings, divine favor. Also, the tree of the field will yield its fruit and the earth will yield its produce and my people will be secure on their land. Then they will know with confidence that I am the Lord when I have broken the bars of their yoke and rescued them from the hand of those who made them slaves. They will no longer be prey to the nations and the predators of the earth will not devour them, but they will live and they will live safely and no one will make them afraid in the day of the Messiah's reign. I will prepare for them a place renowned for planting crops and they will not again be victims of famine in the land and they will not endure the insults of the nation any longer. Then they will know with assurance that I, the Lord, their God, am with them and that they, the house of Israel, are my people, says the Lord God. As for you, my flock, the flock of my pastor, you are men and I am your God, says the Lord. Sounds like a rescue mission. Sounds sounds like a rescue mission. Sounds like God is rescuing us and prepared to rescue us. That's Ezekiel 34, 11 and 31. Yeah. Sounds like a rescue mission. Sounds like God is going to put you in your wealthy place and your best place. Sounds like you don't have anything to worry about any enemy or anybody that has come against you or anybody that is plotting against you or any plague or any sickness or any disease. Sounds like God just promised that he would lead you. He would protect he would guide you and he would rescue you. Father God, we receive your word this morning by faith. We will receive your word this morning by faith. You got to know that when daddy God is leading you, Remember, we're on this journey to learn how to how God speaks to us. And so anytime that we are in the word of God and we are studying the word of God and God takes us. That's why I like references in my scripture and God takes us to a word. So the Lord says, read Psalms 23 over the people today, Lakeisha. So when I read Psalms 23, then the re reference in here is Ezekiel 34 and 11. And it's just affirming for us that it does not matter that God has us. And it sounds like there's a rescue mission that God's about to do something so significant for us. So when God gives you scripture like that, you need to highlight it. You need to denote it. You need to mark the day and you need to know baby that God is doing something significant because one of the ways that God speaks is God speaks to us through scripture. Why? Because the word of God is timeless. It's, it's not fallible. It doesn't go away. All scripture is breathed by God, right? And so because all scripture is breathed by God, God will talk to us in the word of God. We just need to have the ears to hear what God is saying and don't, don't like, don't think it's not God, right? We'll deny, we'll be like, I don't know, you know, if God really speaks to me. No, God is speaking to you. God has been speaking to you. The question has to be, have I been listening, right? So I don't have anything to be anxious. God brought us a word this morning and said, I want to take care of you. You don't have no time to be spending and worrying about your enemies or what your enemies are saying or what your enemies are doing. I'm going to separate my lean sheep from these fatty sheep that's been eating off the land, right? The scripture says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. So if I were you, I start believing God. Thank you for my wealth transfer. Thank you for my wealth transfer. Thank you for my wealth transfer. I receive it by faith, right? I receive it by faith. So let's get in the word today. We're still talking about how, how do we hear God, right? How do I know I hear God is what I titled devotional today's devotional. And we got to mark this scripture always. We got to go back to this point. Remember, God is a spirit and, and they that worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. So God doesn't speak to us, even though we can feel him in our thoughts and he comes in our thoughts. 
God doesn't speak to us. God speaks to us through the spirit first, right? He said he speaks to us in the spirit. God talks to us through our spirit. So then our spirit has to be aligned with the word of God. We, our spirit has to be aligned with the word of God. Hey, we are dropping all this information at the top. We're pinning information. So if you need to know or pay attention, it talks about how you can make a prayer request. It talks about how you can give, how you can get into partnership. So first Corinthians two 14 reminds us the natural man does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. They are foolishness to him and cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man judges all things, but he himself is not subject to anyone's judgment, right? This is why I don't spend any time on what unspiritual, unsaved people say, because I know if you're not led by the spirit, according to the scripture, you can't judge me. And the reason that you can't judge me is because you're not able to discern spiritual things. You can speak out against me, but you can't judge me, right? Because I, you're not, you're not according to the spirit. The 16th verse says, who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ in us. And so when we're talking to God about speaking to us, or we're talking to God about speaking to us directly, he has already told us in his word, John 10 and 28. 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. That wasn't conditional. I know them, my sheep. I know my sheep. I can tell you every person that's my sheep, right? That's why I know he's clear in the scripture when he says, everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Everybody that's crying, Jesus, my sheep gonna know my voice. I know them and they follow me. If someone is my sheep, then they are following me. If they are following me, they are talking like me. They are acting like me. They are serving like me. Jesus was very clear to say here, I didn't come here to be served. Thank you, Lord. I didn't come here to be served. I came here to serve. I came here to be about my father's business. I came in here to do work. I'm not sitting on my hidey post serving someone. And he would break up Every time they tried to elevate him, he would break it up by washing feet or he would break it up by serving. He said, I came here to serve, not to be served. And so when I'm like Jesus, I know his voice and I'm following him and he's guiding me and he's directing me and he's leading me. Right. And I know that. Right. And I'm very surround. But the only way that I'm going to be sensitive to that is in the spirit. So we learned that one of the ways God talks to us is through speaking to us. Right. Isaiah 30, 21 says your own ears. My God, thank you. will hear him right behind you. A voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. You need to, you need to know that God will speak to you in a manner alike with your person, a way you can understand and appreciate it. God's gonna, God speaks to all of us like God through our spirit, but he's going to speak to you through a manner that you can appreciate. With that being said, you should not at any point be coveting how God speaks to me. At no point. And that is part of the reason we'll miss God speaking because we'll start saying, well, God, I want you to speak to me like you speak to Lakeisha or I want you to speak to me like, no, God is going to speak to you in a way in which you can understand and appreciate it. Right. He, and then we're going to break down those ways a little further. So it's going to be in a way you can, if he knows you're outgoing, if he knows you enjoy nature, right. You may find God through nature. He's going to say, I think, um, mama joy said the other day that he speaks to her on the right hand. If he knows music is big for you, he's going to speak through you to music. Well, he might not use music to speak to me, but he may me use music to speak to you. So God is going to speak to you in a way that you're understand, right? Um, I'm a real, like I'm really intellectual, right? Really intellectual. And so I find a lot of my joy and enjoyment in books and studying, right? So normally when God gives me instruction, it's through reading and listening to various materials, books, and Bible. I own so many books. I buy so many books. And so I don't, 
I don't spend a, I, I watch sermons. Don't get me wrong, but that's not where I gleam all my inspiration from, or I don't gleam all my inspiration from music. Right. And so sometimes even think about it, we'll share something with someone like we'll share something and we want them to be hyped up and to receive it. Well, if they're not, if they're not, that's, that's not their language they're not going to receive it. So for me, you have to have a revelation and an understanding of even what you like to understand how God is speaking, right? You got to have a revelation of what you like to even understand how God is speaking, right? And even with music, I have so much with music. I love music, but music can make us emotional. Even with music, when God is trying to affirm something for you, it's going to find a peace, right? Um, and so it's so, it's, it's so, it's so different. It's so like, it's so different, but you've got to know it's going to be very hard for you to learn how God speaks to you when you really don't know yourself. Right. It's so much I wanted to teach last night in ladies Bible study about getting to know yourself before you try to figure out. Uh, so before you try to figure out somebody else, Melissa, that's why you got to ask God to put you at the table with your kind of people, because your tribe should have your vibe. Ask God to put you in bigger circles. Ask God to put you with people who are higher than you. Challenge yourself and ask God to put you in circles with people who, who speak your language because you need that. If not, you're going to have stunted growth. You will have your, your growth, your spiritual growth will be stunted when you don't eat properly. But that's a whole nother lesson. That's a like, that's a whole, that's a whole nother lesson and not being intimidated by being in those places with those people. Right? Like, but asking God to get familiar. A lot of time we don't know us. And so it's hard it when we don't know us are intimately ourselves. We don't really know what we like. It's hard for God to speak to us because we don't even know what we really like. I'm okay with being a nerd. I'm a nerd. Like I like statistics and facts and all this other stuff. I didn't say your tribe should have your vibe. That was John Gray. So I don't want y'all quote me saying that was me. That was in a message that I had listened to him. Um, and I like to give people their credit. Um, so that wasn't me. Yeah, I'm not quoting me. So when I, um, but, but, but you, you gotta know how you gotta know you intimately. That's why it's so important for you to spend time with yourself so that you're able to discern how God speaks to you. You won't know, you won't know how God is speaking to you if you don't even know what you like. If you don't know what you like, if you like, if every time somebody introduces you to something and then you cannot be real and you just kind of, you just, yeah, okay. The Holy spirit told me to be quiet. Right. And so he'll speak, he'll speak to you in so many different ways. And the way that God speaks to us progresses as we grow up spiritually. Can you say hearing God, hearing God, is part of spiritual maturity, right? Hearing God is part of spiritual maturity. So how he speaks, right? It, the more he speaks is the more time we spend meditating the word of God, praying for deeper understanding while praying in the spirit. So you got to think about it. You got to get quiet. And when you meditate on the word of God, then your eyes will open. Well, when you get revelation for something, right, then it manifests in your life. You do not have true revelation until it's manifesting. You may be familiar with it, but it's until it's manifesting, until you're acting in it, until you're um, doing it, until you're a doer of the word, right? <laughs> you, it is not if, until you are a doer of the word. It is not revelation. And you are simply mimicking what the word of God says. <laughs> simply mimicking. You're only mimicking what the word of God says. And so when God speaks or when God is speaking 
or we're asking God to speak, right? Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Jeremiah 33 and three, when we hear God, God speaking, if we call it in God, he's going to answer us, right? So it's not about whether or not God speaks. God speaks. God longs to speak, right? And then the way that God speaks is dependent on him. You cannot hold God hostage for how he's going to speak or what he's going to say, right? And so it is not many times in the Bible that we see that God spoke in an audible voice. He does. But when God speaks in an audible voice, that looks a little different, right? So God is going to speak to you and lead you the way he wants to. So if you are in a position where you are uh, trying to make God speak to you a certain way, or that's the only way you feel like God is going to speak to you, you will create an idol. You will create an idol and don't even know you have an idol. If you're, this is, if, if your thing is people and you think God is only going to speak to you through people, then people will become your idol. If you think it's music, music will become your idol. So th there's no specific way that God is, you, God might, he might open, this door might fly open and an angel may stand here and have a word from me, right? But if I'm so soft, like that's why it's, I, can I be real for a second? When people are hungry, so hungry for prophecy, right? And it's nothing wrong with prophecy, but when we are running to services to get prophecy, when the word is the word is the word is the word, we're trying to, we're idolizing prophets. When God has a way to speak to us in so many kind of ways, we'll start idolizing. Do I believe in prophets? Absolutely. Absolutely. There are people that are called to the office of the prophet. But if we think that prophecy is the only way that the Lord can get a word to us, prophets, prophetic movements, all of this will become so consuming to us. We won't even pause and ask God, do I need to attend this service? Should I be listening to this in this season? Um, is this what I need? We won't even pop. And the reason why is because we're trying to get God to speak to us the way that we want God to speak to us. And God is trying to speak to us how he wants us to speak to us. And so if we're spiritually mature enough, right? I was walking the other day. And there was a, uh, there was these, 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 um, the, they were not eagles, but they were hawks and they were just soaring. They're soaring. And then I watched this crow come past and he was flapping with all his might. He was struggling. He was nowhere getting where they needed to get. And I was like, man, he is, he is having to put so much effort, right? in what he's doing and they are soaring. They know what it's like to be caught up. They know what it's like to rest in you. They know what it's like to trust in you. This crow has a grind effort. Like this is what I'm thinking while I'm walking. This crow is grind effort. It's grinding. And I'm like, you never created for us. You wanted us to soar like this. And we look like this crow grinding. <laughs> we look like this crow grinding, right? And so when we look like this crow grinding, we're missing the opportunity to soar. So the way that God speaks to us is dependent upon him, right? All you need to do is desire that he speaks to you and just rest and let him speak to you the way that he sees fit, right? All you got to desire, Lord, I have ears to hear and then sit back and chill. He might be nature. He might be books and let him do it. Right. I get one more thing I'm going to give you and then we're going to get out of here. God is hearing God is a habitual thing. Isaiah 6, 26 and nine all night long. I search for you in the morning. I earnestly seek God in order to hear God. It is a habitual thing. It comes from forming an authentic relationship with them. You got to form a relationship with God so that you can hear God, right? You got to build your relationship with God 
so that you can hear God. You got to study the word. You got to pray. You got to fast. If you've never fasted before, you got to fast. You got to get in the habit of fasting. You got to spend time in his presence. You got to pause enough just to wait on him. So you'll be able to begin to hear him and you can talk back to him the way you would. It's an interchange. It's a communication. It's a communication between you and God. And then when God, you, you got to, and I'm talking about a religious, a, a serious, intimate relationship with him. Chill out, slow down and let God become your everything. Sometimes God will try to take you to lonely places where it's just you and him. But because you so people oriented or you such a people person or so people pleasing, you'll miss the opportunities to be in these moments. The only way, the only way anybody who is parenting and been married before, uh, and this is why I always think it's better not saying that it doesn't work out when you have kids, but when you don't have kids, the first three years of your marriage need to be you guys spent intimately getting to know each other. Well, when you have kids in the relationship, you know that kids always interfere. They're always jumping in your space. That's why you have to choose to be intentional with your mate so that your kids don't interfere with the relationship, right? Because those you and your bull being here booed up, your kid gonna come slide right in between, right? They're always grab their kids, right? They need more attention. So you have to be intentional. Same thing with your relationship with God. Things, people, persons, things, business, all of those things will always try to slide in between you and God's relationship. All of those things will fight for first place, but you got to create a habit so that you develop a personal relationship and nothing else comes between the relationship between you and God. Nothing stands. So Isaiah 26 and nine, all night I long, I search for you in the morning and I earnestly seek you and I'm practicing being in his presence. And what I mean by practice being in his presence, I'm not rushing to the next thing. I'm not getting off the devotional rushing to the next thing because as soon as I shut the devotional down, he might want to speak to me and say something to me about the devotional. While I watch some other things good. If they're record, if God told you to be here at five, right? Then you got to ask him about your six o'clock hour. Then you got to ask him about your seven o'clock hour. If he told you to be here at five, then you got to ask him because what you don't want to do is shut this down and then rush. When God is trying to say something to you, we don't wait long enough for him to even speak. And if we're praying in spirit in the tongues, sometimes he doesn't answer. Sometimes once you've been praying in tongues and you're released from that, the answer doesn't come till later. Rush rushing is keeping us from experiencing and hearing God, right? You don't want to experience and rush your relationship with your boo. Right. You got to spend intimate time, time without distractions, time without phones, time without other people's people, just intimate space where it's me and you. And then as you hear God, you got to begin to obey him. <laughs> you got to begin to obey him because here's the thing. Um, when we don't obey him, what I'm saying to you is hearing from you is not important. Hebrews two and one. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Lest at any time we should let them slip. Let them slip. Let, let them slip. So we got it. Once we hear God, once we God starts talking to us about something, then guess what we got to do? We got to obey him. We got to choose to obey him. And if we don't have revelation for what God is talking to us about, guess we got to ask God, Lord, I need you to give me revelation. I need knowledge. I need wisdom. I need guidance. I need to be able to hear you, daddy God, like ever before. I am in a place in a season for me personally that I don't want to make a decision without God. I don't want to be tied to anything without God. And I don't want to be trapped by the enemy because he'll make you, he'll make you think he'll make you think, I mean, the enemy will make you think that this is a God kind of thing, 
But if it's taking away from your time, if it's making you late to things, if it's consuming you, if you see more of it than you see God, right? Then that might not be a God type thing. It might be a good thing, but it might not be a God thing. And so you have to begin to ask God, you, I, we are, we're in a new chapter. I'm in a new season. What season am I in? And what are you a requiring me of this season? What does my workload look like? What does my relationships look like? What does my money spending look like? What does this look like for me? Is this a harvest season? Is this a sowing season? What, what do my intimacy and my relationships? And if you'll pause long enough, he'll start speaking to you. I love you. I love you. That's it for today. I think that's enough for us to chew on, right? And as believers, we must constantly be seeking and asking God for revelation, meditating on his word. There's a scripture that says zeal without knowledge is dead, right? Let me find that. And um, sometimes we can be so zealous when we want the zeal of the Lord. We want the zeal of the Lord. We want the passion of the Lord, right? But if you have zeal and you don't zeal, if you're zealous, but you don't have the knowledge to go with it, then you're going to make the scripture says even zeal is no good without knowledge. And he who hurries his footsteps misses the mark. Wow. 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 That ought to slow us down right there. Right. <laughs> A man's own folly subverts his way. Yet his heart rages against the Lord. So his own folly perverts his way. Yet we, yet, yet he's going to charge the, the, he's going to charge God for his misstep, but his misstep is because he was hurrying. <laughs> he was, he was hurrying, right? And he shouldn't have been hurrying. He should have been taking his time. He should have been waiting. The law of the Lord is perfect. I'm going to read Psalms. I know that's what I said too. I'm going to read Psalms 19 for myself, right? The heavens of the telling of the glory of God. I'm going to read this in my time. When I get off here, if I were you, I would pause and read, read Psalms 19. Even zeal is no good without knowledge. And he who hurries his footsteps misses the mark. I keep hearing that slow down, slow down, slow down. You're missing stuff. You're missing miracles. You're missing moments with God because you won't slow down because you're rushing. And I'm saying you as us, us. So let's read Psalms 19 today. Read it in the Amplified Version of the Bible. Ask God for revelation of what you need. You don't have to be in a hurry, right? You don't have to be in a rest. Can I pray for you, Father God? Lord God, we just thank you for this devotional today. We thank you for your word today. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for those that are not saved. Lord God, that today is the day that they make the decision to make you Lord and Savior. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ, for as Lord and Savior, can you can you make today the decision, Lord, I need a Savior. And Jesus, I need you to be with me. And I need you to lead me and guide me. Please forgive me for my sins. And then ask the Holy Spirit to come right on in. And guess what the Holy Spirit is going to do? He's going to come right on in. And then when you do me another favor, will you consider becoming a partner with this ministry? Will you 501c3? I'll just go over to the website. Find out how many ways you can partner with this ministry so that we can continue to get the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world. We after the one. 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 Through media, through however way we can do it. We're after the one. <laughs> we are after the one. I thank you, Lord, for your word today. Bless the giving of your people. Let it be multiplied <laughs> back into them again. Increase, increase increase, increase. I prophesy increase over your life in Jesus name. Amen. Be back here in the morning, 5 a.m. Will y'all pray my strength? Like meditate on Psalms 19 today. Don't rush into the next thing. Pause. You're not going to be behind. Meditate. Lord, show me what you want me to see in Psalms 19. I love y'all so much more than anything. God loves you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.